host Aaron and we are actually going to be doing a bonus episode for you guys this week on Hellraiser oh yeah so we are actually doing this on Twitch we just covered Killer Clowns from Outer Space we are doing a double feature here uh, we stream live every Saturday in between 8 and 9 p.m. Uh, we started a little bit earlier due to us doing a double feature and uh, doing two completely polar opposite movies and I think Hellraiser is definitely a complete complete polar opposite to Killer Clowns. Oh, definitely. Goofy serious. Well, <laughs> I would say somewhat serious. It's got its moments but uh, where it's kind of like yeah. goofy um, it's, but it's but a pretty yeah. dark movie all around though. It's really good and um, I've also read the um, Telltale Heart which is um, Clive Barker's book before Hellraiser. Um, but before we jump into that, I want to go over some of our socials as usual and where you guys can find us and other things that we enjoy for you guys to go and check out. So, obviously, our Twitch, you can come and join the conversation live. We have a few people in here right now that are chatting away. And um, we do our live streams every Saturday, either 8 or 9 p.m at twitch.tv slash hideout underscore podcast. That's a mouthful. Try saying that five times fast. Oh my god. <laughs> saying, I don't know how I don't like mess it up so much. I mean, I say it a lot, but I feel like I don't really stumble that much when I, I say still it. I screw it up. <laughs> That's okay. It, it is a lot to say. But um, another place where you can find us and Aaron is newly on is Twitter. And you can find the main podcast at the BHO underscore podcast on Twitter. Aaron, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at double A A R O W three or double A R O. Um, but we're gonna update our link tree, so it will be in there. Um, yes. Again, for you sure. can follow me on or find me on the page too. Um, you know, where Dustin posts. I'm, a, I'm usually retweeting stuff or you know favoriting, so I'll be on there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Aaron. Um, he tries to be active, but his work schedule kind of keeps him from doing any um anything other than work yeah. so uh, that's why um we had to stop a while ago all the patreon like exclusive wednesday, epi uh, wednesday episodes is because his work is like hey you want to work like 60 hours a week here you go <laughs> which is absolutely nuts i mean it seems like it's kind of calming down a little bit now a little bit more yeah. people right so yeah. um let's all give aaron um some thanks and um say keep it on boy because he's slaying away in the kitchen all the time and he's also doing this on his free time so um i thank him a lot and i wouldn't be doing this with anybody else i probably wouldn't even be doing this solo to be honest i enjoy doing this podcast me too so much even though there's definitely episodes we put out that not that many people listen to but hey i'm just doing it for the fun of it and if people want to come and listen like you people that are here in the uh the chat or anybody on YouTube, anywhere that we upload, Even if I you just you guys, like our Instagram posts, honestly. yeah, honestly, if you're liking things or you're retweeting, we, oh my God, I keep saying treat, <laughs> retweeting them, uh, we thank you guys so much. And eventually, we'll be getting to a point. I feel that maybe more people will catch on and be like, hey, because we're getting a lot of a lot of guests lately. Um, a lot more on Twitch because it's people that I kind of, no, I won't say no personally, but I've been in like the streams and kind of made like a, a little bit of a friendship with. But also we have a really big one 
coming up, and fuck, I want to say it so bad, yeah, but, but we, we have to wait until I can get an actual date, and that's not going to be until about November, so we have um, a little bit of a wait on that. Um, we're getting a lot of follows right now, but it's all of the uh, people that we don't want to talk about. It's uh, for all those hate raiders and stuff, so if anything does pop in, I will be uh, switching that over to a different mode where they can't talk. So we're not going to address them. So if you guys do hear that notification that we just heard, if we um, don't address the name, it's because of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so Twitch, Twitter, you can also find us on Instagram. Uh, that is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast as well. And Aaron, where can people find you? My Instagram handle is the same as my Twitter. It's double A-A-R-O-W-3. Uh, um, I've been mostly, I'm usually mostly active on there. I'm working on Twitter still, mm -hmm. but I've been posting on my stories a lot, pictures of my cats, etc. So, yes, uh, give me a follow there and on my Twitter. Yes, and um, I try to uh, at least tag Aaron on almost all the posts, so that way if people want to know, yeah, I do the where same too. Is. Whenever I do post on my, should sure tag you guys can everybody. go and find him. But um, probably either later tonight or tomorrow, I'm going to be adding his new um, updated stuff over onto the link tree so people can find him um another place you guys can find us if you want to watch these that that aren't on um twitch tw uh twitch you can find us on youtube and that is just the baron's hideout underscore podcast um unfortunately what i did for twitch just to kind of keep things a little bit um more consistent and more trackable for us on number wise is um after these vods are up I unfortunately made it so it's uh, subscriber only. So if you guys don't want to have to pay the $5.99 a month to subscribe to us, I'm giving you guys the option on uh, YouTube to go and watch the stuff for free and you guys can talk openly and like it and share it and whatnot. So um, we're giving you guys so many options. I don't want to make it seem like if you want to support us or anything, you have to give us money because that's not the case. You guys just liking retweeting, sharing, even popping in for a second, give us a follow over here on Twitch it means so much to us. And if you do want to support us, the best way to do that is to go over on Patreon and um, uh, pledge a dollar a month and you get early access to audio and video for all of these uh, uh, episodes that are coming out. You guys, you guys get them one day early. So if you want to find us on Patreon, it's just the parents hideout underscore podcast. And um, that, I feel, is the best way to support us if you want to um, help us improve things. Um, Give us some feedback. Yeah. And then another way to even further support us if you guys want to show uh, um, the world our podcast is go over to our Teespring, and that's just the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast, like everything <laughs> else. And I just recently added the new logo on some short um, shirts. I'm going to add them onto some tumblers. Uh, there's a new hat option that I really like and maybe a wall flag because I want to get a wall flag and maybe put it up here somewhere Maybe cool. not on screen, but like off screen But I'm also going to be getting Aaron and I uh, a couple of the shirts so we can uh, go in and show you those um, I'm trying to think is there anything else that we need to say? Um, um, liquid death. Yes. Make sure you guys are um, we're not sponsored by them at, at all but if there's one day that we um stumble across that that would be really really cool go murder your thirst with some liquid death and also i am wearing from our, our last episode you guys can't see it that well because of the lighting in here right now um is the killer clowns from out of space uh shirt from cavity colors and i'm also wearing reanimator joggers from cavity colors that are absolutely great they're a really good horror clothing company that i love and um Aaron, I think, also has a sweatshirt from them, or is it Fright Rags? Uh, I think it's... Yeah, I think I want to say it's Cavity Colors. It might be. Wrong. I mean, we also like Fright Rags, but I feel like Cavity Colors, like we said this a while ago, we haven't really brought them up that much. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like the quality in clothes and everything is a little better. It holds up a little bit more when, once you wash it once or twice. Mm -hmm. With Fright Rags, the material is really thin. But um, that's pretty much all that I have on socials. Is there anything you want to add from uh, anything that has been exciting you lately? Anything that you've been trying out that you want other people to try out? Or anything like that? Um, Even if it's not horror related? Honestly? 
Not that I can think of. Um, <laughs> man, a few words, you know. But, yeah. Uh, then, like with Death, though, honestly, just support this company. They're great. Their initiative, their whole mm. marketing campaign is amazing. Yeah, and um, we also sold our souls to them, so. Yeah, you can sell your soul if you'd like. Yeah, and Bitcoiners. you can get a free case of water once you do it. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it was really, really, really cool. Um, one last thing, I guess, is um, I mentioned it in the last episode, but I'll say it again here for everybody else, is that October 16th, we are going to be having another guest on by the name of LK Drums on Twitch. He's uh, Logan Kennedy. He used to be Logan on Drums, but now it's LK Drums. And he's going to be coming on uh, to be part of our Halloween series when we're covering all the Halloween movies. So he's going to be with a 1978 version and we're going to go and kind of break down some scenes probably not the whole movie since we've already covered it previously but maybe i don't know we'll, we'll see how it goes if we feel like we can go through the whole movie again with another um, pair of eyes sure but if we're going to go through just certain scene by scene but certain things that stand out the most or even just talking about what this movie means to us because he's a huge halloween fan and um, I am too, as you can clearly see all the <laughs> Michael masks behind me. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all that I have for right now. Um, I'm going to have Aaron kick this one off, and we're going to be jumping into Hellraiser. I have seen the future of horror. His name is Clive Barker. start off somewhere in North Africa and we meet Frank Cotton who is portrayed by Sean Chapman um, who is in like this shady little uh, shop um, mm -hmm. you know in like a black market or something or some kind of market but he ends up buying uh, some antique like puzzle box um, from some guy who asked him he's like what's your pleasure sir yeah um, so then he goes back to his home in England where he's sitting um, in, like, a dark room on the floor, all sweaty-like, and um, naturally because you need the dramatic effect. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he's sitting there surrounded by candles. He ends up solving this uh, puzzle box. Um, so then um, we get some chains with hooks on them that decide to fly out of the box and end up tearing into his skin. Um, it's so gruesome like this movie is so gory but I love it um, it also makes you feel really fucking dirty yeah right like, like the Texas one of those Chainsaw movies. Like, okay. yeah like, I think we even talked about that last week when we were covering it with um, yeah. Scorpion that this makes you feel dirty and gross and like you mm. need to go take a shower you know and it's also really cool too, because like when he's opening the box, like shutters, like like oh, they from, start like, flying open. Yeah, and it's like the the walls turn into like windows. I just love like the set designs in this movie too, and also this like um, Killer Clowns. This is also a movie 
that has a lot of um, special effects in it that are really, really good. Mm -hmm. This is a, a year before Killer Clowns. I think this was 87, and Killer Clowns was 88, I believe. But, yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> he, uh, his flesh gets torn apart, and then um, we meet some demons called... Uh, is it Cenobites or Cenobites? Cenobites. Cenobites from uh, another realm who uh, pop up and uh, they come to inspect the remains of Frank, um, who is, again, torn apart by some chains. Um, yeah. But, uh, so their leader named Pinhead, who is portrayed by Doug Bradley. Amazing um, performance. I love Doug Bradley so much. Yeah, he's just, he sifts through these this, like, pile of guts and Yeah, he's like and... A, a, a puzzle with his face. And it's, it's really cool. <laughs> Um, very gory, like I said, but it's very fascinating. It's like you kind of can't take your eyes off it because yeah, you're like, right. this is so fascinating and, and new. Because, like, if you think about it at the time, right? Like, I, I was actually um, re listening to Cinemassacre's like, review, mm -hmm. uh, like a two minute review on this. And he was like, he was saying, like, at the time, slashes were kind of like a movie made to be fun. And if you want to go out and maybe have a laugh or like, not really grossed out, but like well, just, just something have, that kind of like a spooky back. night, yeah. Yeah, and this movie throws that all away because this technically, excuse me, is like a slasher because there's a body count. You know, normally uh, movies are determined if they're a slasher or not is by the body count usually, and this one definitely has it. And it and like I said, this makes you feel so fucking gross and and dirty it's just like i don't want to live in this this world <laughs> this world like imagine this... you like getting a something as a, a gift right and it's a puzzle and you open it and this fucking happens to you yeah right you know and you don't realize it and then you, you're pretty much in hell but it's... i don't know the fact that like he um was he had like this whole setup for it too though kind of makes you think like he had an idea of what he was getting into but yeah and they kind of explore that a little bit more in later films too like people know like what the box is and yeah. and how to open it especially in the second movie it's just but why would you want to go through that know. knowing that you're gonna go through an immense pain right and, like, I guess at the end of it, like, you get some sort of pleasure out of it. Because this movie is very sexual as well. And Clive Barker is a very sexual person. Um, um, a really, really kind uh, gay person who made a lot of movies. Like, especially if you haven't seen, um, oh, shit, Nightbreed. Nightbreed's another really good Clive Barker film. And that's also very sexual. But, like, that's a lot of his themes mm -hmm. with his movies and his books, too, is very sexual and I kind of like that because a lot of people don't explore horror or even like cinema or anything like that yeah. openly like he does. He just doesn't care. Like he'll he'll he do whatever. He expresses himself through it. Yeah, it, it's great. I, I love it. But um, go ahead, Aaron. I'll let you uh, carry on with our review. All right. So yeah, Pinhead is digging through um like piles of blood and flesh, and he ends up uh getting the chunks of his faces and piecing them back together like a puzzle um and then he finds the puzzle box and yes. he ends up turning it you know twisting it a few times and um it goes back into its original shape um and then everything just appears as if nothing happened no go no guts no you know blood and well no um frank <laughs> But bye bye. Yeah. Um. So, um, Frank's brother Larry Cotton, um, who's played by Andrew Robinson, uh, he en eventually ends up moving into the um Sam Vandend house. Yeah. Um, which him and his brother grew up in, um, with his second wife, uh, Julia. Fuck her, dude. Fuck. I'm saying. I'm just saying it now. <laughs> Fuck Julia. Even from the start, you don't like her at all. You just want her to fucking die yeah. or run away or something. She's so... Yes. They're in the house needy. and... Yeah. Uh, what you should know is that, you know, there was an affair between um, Julia and um, Frank. Yeah. Um, so... I don't believe Larry knew, though. Yeah. But... so the I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Probably not. He just seems like he'd be pretty oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. <sighs> Anyways, the house is a disaster. There's like leftover food rotting all over the place, and or all over the kitchen, and um, you know, they just assume that he's off. Um, you know, on one of his trips. Apparently, he's a very adventurous dude. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think Larry's even like, oh, he's probably like arrested somewhere doing something. Yeah, stupid. just some crazy shit. <laughs> um. So. Uh, and then we meet Larry's teenage daughter, uh, Kirsty. Oh. I never liked the name Kirsty. It's very Christy weird. It's like a movie that I mean, a name that I don't think I've really ever heard outside of this movie. Yeah. But um, Kirsty. Ashley Lawrence is actually an artist, and she does art that's kind of like Hellraiser. She does like really twisted shit. Yeah. But she's really good at it. She's really smart. She's funny as fuck, and she's always in like um, conventions and everything too. Uh, so one of these years, I really hope she comes around here so I can meet be cool. her because um, she she's really really cool, really really nice. But yeah, so like as you mentioned, uh, Ashley Lawrence plays Kirsty, um, but she decides not to live with her stepmother, um, and then she ends up moving into her own place. Um, but they're at the house moving in and. Um, <clears throat> Larry ends up uh, cutting his hand on a nail while he's moving a mattress by himself. Um, he sees the blood and ends up, you know, getting all woozy and. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I'm not like that with blood. I no, cut but myself on a weekly basis at work. I know, but like, <laughs> the amount of blood that he did from like moving, trying to move the um the stuff oh, yeah, upstairs true. or the movers and everything. Yeah. Is a lot. That's true. And like, I'm trying to think if I were to cut myself. The way that he did would i be bleeding that much maybe because it was very deep and long so mm -hmm. maybe they're pretty accurate with the blood on that yeah first time i watched it though i was kind of i'm like eh, i'm not sure but i think actually like really thinking about it and like rewatching this movie again maybe it's a, an accurate representation of uh, a cut like yeah. cut like that that would be a jar of weed right there I don't know why when it zoomed in on it. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was some. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he cuts himself on a nail. And um, then he ends up, you know, feeling woozy and all that after seeing the blood. And he goes into um, an upstairs room where Julia is standing. Um, um, which is also the same room where Frank was killed and torn apart by chained hooks. Yeah. Um, Fucking crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. So knowing that, I would not want to live in this house. I know, right? Knowing you, oh, I don't think they know at this point, but, um, but yeah, I don't just knowing mm -hmm. your brother's no, potentially you. dead, though, you know, why would you want to live in a house where? I mean, I'd be sad and everything, but also kind of like want to wonder, like, how did he die? Yeah, exactly. Because like, what, what? If you, if the room was like how it was like left with like blood and shit everywhere, and the police saw that, what would they? How would he describe that? He just like combust, <laughs> like he just combusted. Like, sorry, your imploded. brother. Imploded. <laughs> yeah, he just like blew up. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's like, just shreds of skin everywhere, and hmm. yeah, it is brutal to watch though. But um, but anyways, Larry's blood ends up uh, getting onto the floor, and as they leave the attic, Larry's blood ends sucked through the floorboards. Yeah, that's a really cool shot. Um, where Frank. Um, or Frank, um, Frank's remains mm -hmm. were hidden. Um, so then we got Julia and Kirsty who take Larry to the ER to have his hand stitched up. Um, and Frank uses Larry's blood as nourishment. Meanwhile, you know, while he's at the hospital, and um, he, this scene's gross. Yeah. Um. And he had, like, he partially, like, he starts to, like, regenerate and form back a little bit. Um, but not much. Um, but newly reborn, Frank rises and emits a sustained shriek of pain. Yeah, it's really gross. Like, the amount of detail that they went on, went in with the gore and everything, this is, it's crazy. Because it, it starts out with, like, his heart beating. Yep. And then it's his chest. And then we get, like, these like, tentacle things. Just knowing that's like what it looks like in the inside of you, like it's attached to your brain from your spine. Uh, it like sticks into the brain. Uh, and then like you see like the livers and everything kinda of growing inside him. And 
then we get his face and he just like has like a really gross shriek and it's just like it makes you feel so dirty like <laughs> every scene in this movie just makes you feel dirty and this is like ugh. Like, seeing that I would kill myself I'm sorry yeah um but yeah he's he's pretty grody looking at this point um and uh but anyways uh Julia she ends up finding Frank um uh, alone in the room by himself, his body is only, you know... Oh! oh we're shit. getting a raid by Matt. Sorry oh, for shit. interrupting the the review right now, but holy crap. Thank you, Matt. Matt and uh, company, thank you guys so much for uh, bringing your fellow people over. Ooh. Matt is a drum streamer here on Twitch, and... Thank you guys so much for being here. We are in the middle of our review for Hellraiser. So, um, yeah. Tune in. Yes. Uh-huh. Sit back, relax, and um, enjoy the review. Oh, yeah. So, um, she's disgusted, of course, by, the, you know, how this guy looks at this point. He's just oh, all right. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, thank you. All right. <laughs> Sorry guys, we are we're getting like uh, a lot of stuff going on in the chat right now. <laughs> we appreciate see if you want to come and um see these podcasts live, we do this over on Twitch and we have a lot of cool things that happen. But uh thank All you right. guys so much for the raid and the subs and everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it, guys. Um so she's repulsed at this point. Um but he ends up convincing her to help him get back to his full physical form um and then basically um you know like crushes her into doing it by reminding her that um you know um they, they used were to be together yeah they used to be together and she yeah. promised to do anything for him and um which that's basically a committed relationship. If you're promising that to someone else while you're in a relationship, that's a little yeah, a little shitty. especially since they're they're brothers as well. It's also kind of it's it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I feel like I would have to tell my husband. Um, oh, I couldn't keep that shit. On no, my no, 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 me either. <laughs> but so, anyways, uh. She ends up giving in, and uh, she agrees to help him, and she ends up seducing men yes. and luring them up into this empty attic where Frank's hidden <laughs> I'll in the floorboards. tear your soul apart. <laughs> yes, that's such a great line. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, so um, she ends up sleeping with these dudes just to feed her um, brothers, her husband's brother... Yeah, was, like, what would you call him? Like, like not obviously brother-in-law slash fuck buddy. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> right. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't know what I would label him. Like, my my boyfriend, but then I'm also married. It's it's very um I don't know. It's complicated, you know. Yeah. Um. But just like all the the kills and everything, and how she like lures these people in is is so fucked up. Like, she's literally like using herself. I know. For him, so she's also doing shit to um, to her. Yeah, is like fucking her up even more. But he's getting what he needs. But at the same time, I guess she thinks she's getting what she needs, but she's really not, because she's just making the situation much worse. Especially later on in the movie, um, uh, like what happens to like the father and everything is is yep. so fucked up. And I feel so bad for Kirsty. I really, really do. Yeah, yeah. She's. I, Man, feel like she's I, I can agree with situation. you on that one. The, the, um, the chattering with um, yeah. The the ch- uh, it's, I think his name is just the chatterer. He's Chatter. he's very uh creepy. <laughs> All the cinemites in this movie are very creepy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they are, and especially where it's from the eighties too, where like it's mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, um. Anyways, so she hesitantly. Well, not even hesitantly, like, decides to help him, um... She starts to enjoy it after a while, too. Yeah, which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, but, uh, she w- what she would do, though, is she would basically, like, capitate them, um, she would, mm-hmm. like, just disable them, um, so... Stab them in the heart. 
yeah. a lot. <laughs> and then yeah. just, like, watch Frank feast on their body. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, my God. And just drain their blood. Um, Once again, this movie makes you feel really, really dirty. It does. It really... Oh, jeez. Um, but... Anyways, <laughs> Frank um, ends up telling Julia about this uh, puzzle box that from the beginning of the movie. Yep. Um, and that he still has it, and how um, you know, and that's how he um, or he uses it to show Julia his experiences, and um, explains that you know by getting back his body back together, um, he you know basically his deal is void with the Cenobites. Um, yeah, it's like. The- they don't know at this point that he's coming back and um he's just slowly one at a time a little bit at a time just yeah he found some sort of loophole loophole to get him out of the pretty much contract that he signed by opening up the box and that gets used against him later on in the movie yeah um so um basically though his end goal is or what he promises her is that once he's fully back together and you yeah. know, normal, he's gonna run off with her um, before the Cenobites can find him and you know, well, kill him yep. or do what they do, you know. Yeah, good luck with that, pal. <laughs> you ain't gonna outrun him. But so Kirsty, um, she she already doesn't like Julia. Um, she knows something's up, um, and she ends up seeing her. Um, bringing home some random dude and um, then she decides to sneak around and investigate Um. (laughs) I don't want to work tomorrow either so I can relate to that one man (laughs) but thank you so much for for being here I really do appreciate it guys thank you Um, yeah so um, we come up to the attic um, where Julia uh, beats this man to death um, and lets Frank just feast on his blood and yeah and Kirsty's like in the building right now too like not really knowing what's happening but when she goes to the attic and like sees it and like finds like all the shit going on and like the dead bodies oh yep. my god yeah Ugh, so <laughs> I, I would not be coming back from that man no right um but yeah so she ends up uh going up to the attic not knowing what's going on and um then the bloody man ends up stumbling out, um, followed by a skinless Frank, who <sighs> decides to confront her, um, and before he can grab her. Have a good one. Have a great night. Have a good night. Um, but yeah, um, sorry. Uh, he ends up uh, leaving the attic, um, and then before he can grab her, uh, she ends up picking up the puzzle box as a weapon, um, and then. When she realizes what she has, uh, she yeah. throws out the window to keep it from him, and she ends up escaping from the house. Yeah, because Frank's like, no, mm-hmm. give me that right now, because uh, if you open that, I'm fucked. You're, you're going to be fucked, because you opened up the box. So, like, <laughs> I guess in either way, you, you, you're messed up, you know. Thank you for the follow. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Let W, I think is what that is. Let W. Let we. Let we. I think that's probably <laughs> how you pronounce that. If I'm saying that wrong, I definitely apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, anyway, she runs off. She grabs the box on her way out um, and runs down on down the street. Um, and I think she... Doesn't she go to, like, stay at a different place, too? I think she's like, I'm not staying at this house anymore. Yeah. Or is that already happening with her, like, Yeah, that was in the, the beginning, house? I think, because um, she didn't want to live with um, her stepmom, so she's like, I'm going to get my own place. And then, um, she wakes up in the hospital. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is coming to me now. I've seen this movie a lot, but now, like, this is the part of the movie where I get a little fuzzy because there's a lot of weird shit that happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can take it away from here if you want, Aaron. Yeah. So, yeah, when she, like, arrives at the hospital, she decides to open up the box uh, and call upon these, uh, quote-unquote, demons. Because, like, from what Frank was telling her before, she kind of wants him to go away now. So this is her, I guess, using leverage from what she knows to get Frank out of here to save, like, her family. 
Because obviously at this point she knows like nothing good is gonna happen. Like she's worried about her father especially. Yeah. Because like he's with Julia, who's awful. Like if you like Julia, I don't like you. <laughs> um, she's awful. So yeah, she opens up the box, calls them, and, and um, uh, I think she starts getting chased by like a monster before she even like gets in touch with the uh, Cenobites at first. Mm-hmm. And this thing is like really creepy looking too and um she's like running down the halls and then uh she eventually gets to like um this this little area where the, like we see all the other cinnabites come on we got like the the chatter we got the girl with like the open um the neck that's really uh creepy too i don't remember her name and then we get the, the big dude with the glasses and um i think there's one other but the main one obviously is pinhead everybody knows pinhead yeah and um he is pretty much telling them telling her like you opened the, you opened the box we came and now we need to uh, pretty much take you to our world where um we can give you pleasure pain or suffering and then she starts pretty much begging to them like i, I don't want to go here um like i know somebody that you guys want who you're looking for frank and he's kind of like, uh, okay, what would you play on this? So she's like, if I give him you, you will let me go. And she's, he kind of is like, yeah, okay, uh, bring me to him. So she uh, tells them pretty much where he is. And uh, she, I think she arrives at home. And I think at this point, before, actually before she gets there, she realizes that uh, her father is acting a bit weird because uh he comes home earlier and frank pretty much takes over his body like steals his skin yeah. which is like super fucked up uh so yeah when she gets there she knows a lot of things are off she's even asking like julia like where's her father and she, she's like well he's out doing things and, and whatnot and then she stumbles across his actual corpse like I, in like one of the rooms skinned mm-hmm. and she and then realizes, okay, this has gone way too far. Cinnabites are now appearing, so things are getting even crazier. And all the effects at this point forward are pretty good, besides a few of them, uh, especially back at like the, um, the hospital when she's being chased. It's kind of rough, yeah. especially on like the Blu-ray versions of this, because um, obviously back then you guys were watching stuff on like TVs that weren't that great. But um, regardless, the effects are still really, really good. Um. So yeah, they're appearing and they're demanding to uh, pretty much find the person who killed all these people. And she says, well, it's Frank. Uh, It's the person I was telling you about. You need to go get him. But as they are pretty much getting Frank, he also pins uh, Christy to the Cenobites as well. And um, it's kind of like a battle of like who is going to get who at this point. Like the whole house is getting fucked up. Um, everything's blowing up. People are going through walls. Um, she's discovering even more corpses everywhere. Uh, and then uh, they decide to pretty much take, uh, I think, Frank at this point, right? Let me see. I might be getting ahead of myself. Yeah, they they like uh, they demand the man responsible for this death. So. Yeah, so, um, mm. oh yeah, so she, like, grabs a knife to kind of defend herself from Frank and just accidentally stabs Julia instead because Frank, like, moves her in front of him so he doesn't die. And then Frank decides to, I think, stick his fingers into her neck Ugh. and, like, like somehow drains the blood out of her yeah. that way and that's very very gross and <laughs> we get even more chasing of frank and kirsty as well as uh the cenobites trying to get everybody um and then this is when uh frank actually confirms it even more like yeah i killed your father because he was kind of like already like dead inside he was just uh pretty much like a pussy like he wasn't doing anything and he was just like he was a businessman but he wasn't really all that great and he wasn't treating julia all that great and whatnot uh and as the cenobites hear frank kind of confirmed that uh he was the one that did that they um they take him and the house even gets destroyed i think even more at this point and uh frank tries to kill kirsty and they get frank by this part is like 
is really crazy. Chains uh, take him and like rip like his skin, and he says, "Jesus wept," and then just gets ripped apart, and it's oh, <laughs> it's so gross, but so satisfying at the same time. Um, this is another part of the movie that makes you feel really, 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 really gross. The whole movie really does, though. Yeah. Um, and then I think Kirsty at this point, has to do with some more um, barding and everything with the Cenobites and saying, like, I gave you what you wanted. Uh, you got to leave me alone now. And they're like, well, you still opened up the box, so you still come with us. So she grabs the box, and as she's, like, solving it and putting it away, she's, like... Uh, sending everybody back which is really really cool but the effects don't really um, hold up all the great this is kind of like the same effects they're using back at, like we were talking about in killer clowns yep, or even ghostbusters yeah like, like ghostbusters too like with the, the cheesy like animation and everything yeah. it's really really um so cheesy but I, <laughs> I love it so much like compared to like all the other really cool like special effects in this movie that one is just it's really really funny to me yeah um um, doo -doo -doo -doo. I don't know what I am missing, Aaron. If you want to take it up a little bit, I'm yeah. going down towards the end, like when they ripped them apart. All right. Um, we'll let you close this one out. All right. Um. Anyways, yeah, Kurt, she's uh running through the house trying to escape. Um. Uh, she ends up finding the puzzle box. Yeah. yeah. Is that right where you left off? Basically? Yeah, when she's like sending them all back. Yeah, she's trying to send them all back. Um. And she ends up finding the, the, <laughs> <Shout> puzzle, <laughs> uh, the puzzle box. Uh, it's like in the hands of uh, Julia's body, which is like chained to a mattress. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, her boyfriend Steve um, arrives just as she. Oh, Steve! I forgot about him. Was he even like introduced at all? I, I don't think he, like he like, is. I think like he makes the one, one appearance. Scene. Yeah. That's why we didn't even bring him up because I totally forgot that she even had a boyfriend in this. I mean. I think it's a little bit more prominent in the second one, but not so much in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, he arrives just in time, and, uh, as she's, like, uh, closing the box, um, to get rid of all the Cenobites, um, and right before they leave the house, the box changes itself back, and the monster that she was running away from in the hospital comes out of nowhere. Oh, um, yeah. The return. <laughs> yeah, the return. Um, she's and she manages to uh, banish him back to his world and escapes with Steve. Um, so he's like some like like <laughs> so common name of people in movies like Steve or like um, Tom. Yeah, right. Or like Dave. Like in the, even in the last <laughs> one, it's like Paul, Rich, Mike, Dave. Just and... average Joe names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um. And then uh, they end up banishing the monster um, back to his realm, and afterwards she tries to destroy the box by burning it in a fire. Um, like that's gonna work. Yeah, but then um, the was it the strange vagrant vagrant? Um, terrible words. Um, I think it's vagrant. Yeah, vagrant. Um, uh, comes up and picks it up out of the flames. Yeah, and... it was the dude that I think sold the box to Frank in the beginning. Oh, okay. So it's kind of all tied in. It's either him or like somebody else who kind of knows like what the box is. And it's like yeah. I'm gonna use this as profit. I'm gonna and... use it as leverage on somebody. Yeah, and then someone's going to uh, die. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that dude comes back. He pulls out of the flames. Um, and then uh, as he's getting just destroyed by flames, he transforms into like this winged like skeleton demon that ends up flying away into the night. Um, and then yeah. in the final scene of the movie, um, you see the box, which is in the hands of this dude, um, who originally sold it to Frank, asking another customer, what's your pleasure, sir? Yeah. So this movie is, it's pretty straightforward. Um, not too much going on, I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's pretty crazy, uh, but... Compared to like Killer Clowns, I think Killer Clowns might have a little bit more going on in this movie, but I could be wrong. What do you think? Um, if you had to compare these, I mean, since we just did a double feature, I want to know, like, 
Is this one easier to follow, or is Killer Clowns easier I'd to follow? I'd say Killer Clowns is honestly probably a little easier to follow. At least for really? me, it was. Um, yeah, but... I mean, I kind of agree agree on that one too. I mean, they're both kind of easy plots to follow. And like, I've read the Telltale um, Telltale Heart, um, which is the um, book that was based off of this movie. Clive Barker wrote and directed this movie, so he kind of adapted it to screen. Yeah. So I I can. Maybe follow this one a little bit more. Like the questions are answered more in Hellraiser than it is in Killer Clowns. Because yeah. it's like, where the fuck do these clowns come from? Yeah, and shit? right. But yeah, you gotta definitely get a little more, a lot more background in Hellraiser. Um, the characters are really like, good too. Oh yeah. There's not too many to follow. It's really just like three or four people. Yeah. Well, well mainly it's just like Frank and Kirsty. I'd feel and and Julia too. But I feel like she's kind of she, stuck in the middle. Yeah. Because um, she was just a cheating bitch, you know, when she found herself in this situation. Yeah, but for anybody in the chat right now, if you guys have seen Hellraiser, what are your thoughts on it? Like, uh, did you guys like this movie? Is it something that you've watched um, more than once? Is it something that creeps you out a lot? Does it make you feel dirty like it does with me? Like, I have to take a shower after I watch this movie? Um, are, are the quotes memorable enough to you? Do you guys like Pinhead? Um, I'm, I'm just really curious, like, even anybody else that isn't here, like, anybody listening to his post or on any other, like, platform, I really want to know, is this movie something that you enjoy? Is it hold up for you, too, is another thing I want to ask. Um, but for me, my rating of this movie, I'm going to also give this an 8.5, just like I did with Killer Clowns, just because the effects in this are very, very, very good, mm -hmm. um, especially in the late 80s. Uh, everything's practical except for some of the you know animated effects just kind of like killer clowns as well yeah um but this this movie is very very fun it's gross it's something new like we were talking about earlier like this was a time filled with slasher movies and everybody just wanted to go have fun and um like not to say that slasher movies can't be gross and scary yeah and make you feel dirty like this one like texas chainsaw like we did last week made me feel very dirty even um house of a thousand corpses too yeah that, one, that was a that's a third <laughs> yeah we did um, that one that was like one of our first episodes did we no when we did devil's rejects devil's rejects that's yes. what it was we haven't done house yet but we will we will definitely do that um but yeah 8.5 the effects are really good the writing is really good clive barker is a um mad genius i would have to say he's very twisted um but he's if you listen to interviews and just like him talk he's so down to earth and really funny and he loves his work he has a lot of books i think there's there's something he's doing with mick garris right now that i'm very very thrilled for and it's i think it's a show that's going to be coming out i think it's going to be released in i think it's going on netflix but it could be wrong but uh -huh. um I don't remember the name of it, but it's something that Clive Barker has been working on in a while, and a lot of studios shut down, but he's going with Mick Garris to get it done. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. But Aaron, what would you rate this movie? Um, so, out of Blood Splatters, I'd probably give it a 9. Um, oh, a 9? You're yeah. going to go um, 0.5 higher, above. yeah. Okay. Um, I've, like I said, I've seen this one a few times, um, and I was just kind of like doing a quick watch while we did this, too, yeah. if you didn't notice. Um, yeah. But... Um, I forgot, like you said, like, it does such a good job of making you, like, feel gross, but it's, like, very detail-oriented, um, and it just gives you that, like, um, I don't know, almost like you're, like, that, you're experiencing it, you know, like, when you see the skin shredding, it's like, yeah. ooh. It's kind of like how we were talking about, too, with, like, Killer Clowns, like, if you're in person, seeing that, like, in front of you, and not through, like, a screen or anything, and it's, like, literally in front of you. Oh, yeah, no, fuck that shit. I would, I'd either, A, kill myself, or... I would have to scrub myself down so hard, especially watching Frank come back with like him growing. Reminds and... me of that scene in Martyrs. Oh, she's Martyrs! Just, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, the God, that's another movie that you guys need to go listen to our review on is Martyrs. Oh my God, that was that's a tough movie, dude. Um, but what's uh what's our budget and all that good stuff? So this budget um was from the UK um so one million euros. Oh, Which wow. I don't know what that translates to in uh, U.S. currency. I think, but it's, I think that's worth more, right? I think it's or like less. three, three million, four million. I think I could be wrong. U.S. dollars. I'm not really good with like um converting other Currency. currencies. <laughs> but yeah, the movie's an hour and a half long, a little over an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
it's a good one. I really enjoyed it every time I've watched it. You know. What's the uh, how much did it make? I don't think we looked uh, at that. Opening before. weekend, and uh, I don't think it had it on the last one. Oh, okay. Um, but opening weekend in U.S. and Canada, which is this is September twentieth, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, four million dollars, four hundred, four million four hundred fifty-three thousand two hundred thirty-two dollars. Okay, so like uh, four point five uh, million. Wow. And I'm I'm sure they're still making money off of it today. You oh, know? I'm and sure. Plus all the sequels and. Yeah, and it's like on all the streaming services too. Like if you guys want to watch this and you're trying to find a place to watch it, Shutter is the best place to go. Yeah. Um, pretty much all of our movies that we review on here, besides a select few, or it's either because they were taken off right before we did the review, or they just haven't gotten the rights to, is all on Shutter, and uh, just um, subscriptions like six bucks a month, and you get so much stuff. Like right now. Which I'm surprised, um, if you do have Shudder, you guys aren't watching it, is Elvira is doing her 40th anniversary uh, right now. And I'm going to be hopping on Shudder after this and watching that. So but, if you're um, watching us instead of that, then thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. And another really good thing, I don't know if you guys know, we should have talked about this at the top of the show, was um, Elvira, after 19 years oh, yeah. of pretty much silence, she came out as being with a... a, a pretty much being gay she's been in a female female relationship for 19 years that's crazy she just came out because her memoir came out and i it's actually being shipped i should be getting it soon i want to read it and um she uh talks about it so she's um she came out after 19 years dude good for her though yeah like congrats and like she was even saying that the reason why she didn't come out earlier is because she thought that it was gonna like ruin her career but now this day and age people, people are so are a lot supportive more accepting, you know, you know. And, um, she, and there's nothing to do. I feel like, you know, you yeah. shouldn't have to feel like you have to. And it's fucking you know? Cassandra Peterson, you know? Like, oh. she's like, she's great. <sighs> but Good for her, man. Yeah. Good for her. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you want to add to this? Is there anything we're missing, like Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, yes. That's one thing that sometimes we skip is Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Hellraiser. Raise some hell. I feel like this is probably highly um, rated. I don't look at the Rotten Tomatoes prior to reviews because I want to be surprised. Ooh. Oh, what? Wow, okay. Wow. Um. So the tomato meter out of 50 reviews is 72%. So that's the critic score. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. Um, And then the audience score is also sitting at 72%. That's very rare the, that the audience and the critics are agree. both alive. Yeah, like... Right, and that's with fifty thousand over fifty thousand. I'm surprised this so. isn't certified um, fush. I uh, I would have. <laughs> yeah, this I think it holds movie. up. You know, I think all the actors in this movie, whether it was like a big role or not, steal the show. Especially when Doug Bradley comes on, like he's just so menacing, and his voice, like how they like, obviously they did some editing and stuff to his voice to make it yeah. sound more deep and like, um scary yeah. is great it's a normal part of the movie making process so I feel like yeah I, lo I love this movie a lot uh, it's definitely one that I've watched a ton seeing it I think the first time I saw this was when I was about 12 or 13 scared the absolute shit out of me um, I don't know maybe I watched it during like you know how AMC does like those like Halloween like uh, movies throughout all of October yeah I think that's where I watched that originally and it's um Definitely scared the hell out of me. Like, Pinhead scared me, I think, more than, like, Michael and Freddy. Just because his look and everything. Oh, yeah. He's and also, like, like, what he was doing to people with chains and stuff. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely more terrifying. Yeah. Like, just the, like, the imagination that goes into it, I feel like, you know. Yeah. But, but if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. watch it. Like, yeah. there's, there's so many movies that I find out that people, like, around our age groups... I've never that, seen. Yeah, I do like horror movies, but I have never seen like classic ones. I've like never seen like Texas Chainsaw or like Halloween or um, you know Friday the Thirteenth or anything like that. And it's just like how how are you a fan of horror and never seen like classic slashers? <laughs> you know. But um, I like. Everybody's uh, gotta start somewhere though, you yeah. know. But I've also had a lot of people who come on here who haven't liked horror. And they're like, and then, I'm gonna go and watch this now because mm -hmm. it, it sounds really interesting. You know, like last week, we reignited uh, uh, Scorpion's love for horror. You know, yeah, that that <laughs> feels really good, guys. So if you guys do listen to our show or anything, and we like reignite a flame about something, a certain movie, or just a genre of um, horror in general, 
Anything. That makes me feel really good, and um, that that's like way better than like money or anything. It's just like letting you realize that you love something. The fact they can something. benefit from our like you know what we enjoy doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, for anybody who's still in the chat right now, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We can hang out for a couple more minutes. Uh, our review is pretty much over. Um, this ending part I won't be including into the uh, the podcast. So uh, if you guys have any questions or comments or concerns, yeah, or any uh, movies you guys would like us to cover, or if you guys want to know where you can find um, all of our podcasts, if you just do exclamation point podcast in the chat and you want to um, listen to all of our other episodes, go ahead and do that. That will I should give you the uh, link to our link tree because we're on Spotify. Apple, Google. I upload all the stuff to YouTube after. It is on Twitch, but in, uh, just to the sake of seeing the numbers a little bit clearer on Twitch, if you guys do want to watch the VODs, I actually have it locked behind subscribers, and I'm sorry about that. But if you do want to support the show, that's one way you can do it. But I would suggest going and um, pledging a dollar uh, on Patreon to get them all a uh, day early. That's uh, my. Um, Recommendation. Recommendation. Yes, that's that supports <laughs> that supports us the the most, and you get them a day early. This will be uploaded um, on Sunday for Patreons and on Monday for everybody else. Um, but did you enjoy this movie, Aaron? Oh, I love it. You like love I said, it. I've loved it every time I've watched it. Um, I've only seen it like a handful of times, but like mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've liked it every time. It's it holds up. There's a lot of sequels to this movie. And I haven't seen any of the sequels though. Ironically, um, some of them, it's like it shouldn't even be a Hellraiser Except movie. Except the second one's a must though. Uh, second one definitely because it continues the story. Okay. The third one kind of goes off the rails a little bit with Hell on Earth, and then it goes like really crazy with like psychological stuff. When it's like, is this even a Hellraiser movie? <laughs> There's one with him in space because there was a. A time in horror where everybody needed to put <laughs> their um, their people in uh, in space, like Leprechaun and shit. I'm surprised they never did like a Halloween in space. I know, right? Michael um, go does Salem's Lot is actually a really, really good one. I, I love that movie a lot. We have not covered that. That movie oh, scared the Courtney's hell. Dead. That oh really? Yeah. Well, hello. Um, that's up, a, a movie that scared the hell out of me, especially um, with the boy outside the window. As a vampire, like telling his uh, friend at night to come in. Um, I think I actually I feel like I, that yeah, you showed me that scene. That, that scared like, that the hell out of me as a kid. And especially too, like how the vampires looked with the makeup and everything back then. Like they're actually rebooting um, the um, Salem's Lot, which I'm very, very excited for. Um, we're at the end of the show right now. We're done reviewing our movies, but we can uh, chat for a few minutes if you guys uh, want to hang out. Me. Like it's like questions, concerns, comments, recommendations. It doesn't have to be horror related. It could be anything, anything that's going on in you guys' lives or anything. I just like hanging out. Us if you want, yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we have people in here, it really um, it makes me happy. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for taking the time to come and uh, listen to a just podcast. Pop in and yeah. Anyone? I know you guys weren't here for the killer clowns, but oh, we yeah. we had the masks and everything that we were we were wearing for a few minutes, <laughs> and that's why there's like a bunch of like um you guys see like glow sticks and like popcorn, popcorn and stuff. Everything that was for a killer clowns uh review. Went to Spirit Halloween today and grabbed a few extra stuff. Um, but for next week, I believe, are we doing another double feature next week? I think so. Yeah. So we're actually doing another double feature. We're going to be doing um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and Cheap Thrills. Yeah. That was. Uh, these are all Aaron's picks, by the way. So everything that we're doing this um, um, in series two, I guess I can say. Camp Camp. Of Camp Camp is all Aaron's picks. So he did a very good job, I would have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Was there a movie that we already reviewed that I haven't seen before? Or was that... Cheap Thrills. I think I Cheap was Thrills like, was it. It's going to be a first for both of us. Yeah. Um, let me pull up the list, actually. I think we're doing a double feature, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think the only one you haven't seen besides Fried Berry before this was... Um... Actually, no, you have seen it. Never mind. What? Fried Berry. You just watched oh, it yeah, a few Fried times, Barry. right? Um, yeah, I think the only one you haven't seen is Cheap Thrills. Yeah, I was actually reading some reviews on Cheap Thrills, and people were saying it's pretty good. 
Yeah. Um, it looked amusing, so I was like, why not? <laughs> yeah. But. So. Yeah, because, um. Oh, fuck. That, wait, that's next weekend? Um. 10 2, 10 6. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to have to figure out something. Oh, yeah. Because that's Salem Horror Fest. We could push it forward a little bit. Okay. Yeah, because so for anybody who doesn't know, Salem Horror Fest starts next weekend. And I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of coverage on that as much as I can. I want to do videos, like, outside. Um, just showing everybody, like, where though. everything is and, like, show you some shops and whatnot. And kind of give you, like, a, um, a video tour of Salem because, like, I love Salem. And I love Salem Horror Fest. Um, I'm going to be trying to do as much coverage as I can on that. But at the end of every weekend on Monday, I'm going to be on here probably myself. I might not stream it. Maybe, maybe I will. Honestly, Maybe I probably should just stream it to be honest. Yeah. Just do it like on a Monday night or something. And if you can make it, if I if we can get you a ticket, um, definitely. Yeah. Just like send me notes of what you want me to touch up on because I know you're going to be um, working. Oh my God, we got another raid. Oh shit. Jeez. Um, right at the how's end. How's it going, too. Um, Micah from uh, Bhutan Gaming? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for uh, coming and uh, spending some quality time. With the Baron's Hideout podcast. Um, so yeah, Cheap Thrills and Elvira. Elvira will be released... Probably the week after, right? After we do Cheap Thrills. Yeah, I guess. I'll All have right. to figure it out. I'll let everybody know like what's going on. Um, oh, I can't either. We're going to be seeing that pretty much on release day on Halloween Kills. Right. I'm waiting for the tickets to um, come out. I haven't watched any other trailers. We watched the first one, and we did a review on that. I'm not watching any of the trailers because I want to be surprised. No, I feel me like the too. first one already kind of. It like, gave away too much, I feel like, but it does look really good. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's gonna be is so it going to be an end for the trilogy or is it just going to keep going? <laughs> no, someone put up a poll the other day. It's like, who do you think is going to die? And I honestly put Lori. But the more that I'm thinking about it, I don't think Lori can die because it's kind of like Gig and Yang. Because, like, without She's Lori. Good. You know, what's, what's Michael, Michael motivated by? Yeah. Like, I think everybody else is going to die besides them. I think you know, the last movie point, yeah. is going to be literally them a standoff. Yeah, because at this point in her life, all she's focused on is just destroying Michael because he fucked up her life, you know? So yeah. it's just going to... I feel like it's going to be... I hope it not, but, like, I hope feel like they might try and turn into, like, this action-y, like, Freddy versus Jason shit. But I really hope not. I know the it's trailers... supposed to have a lot of kills, like, more than we even saw in the trailer. It's supposed yeah. to be, like, 50 to 60-something kills. So it's going to be absolutely nuts, but oh, I cannot I'm, wait for yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm excited regardless, though. <clears throat> but, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. Like this we still got to watch uh, Candyman. Actually, a buddy of mine said he didn't really like it, how they got kind of, like, political with it, and, like, oh. but... Yeah, we it's on streaming services now, so. I think, so we can probably rent we'll it or something. That, yeah. And we will probably do a review on that at some point, but, like... These last two months have been super duper crazy, um, especially since it's around Halloween time. It's everybody's busy time. It's doing like podcasts and stuff. But coming November, it's still going to be a little busy because we're going to be. Um, I think I can say it now is uh, a podcast that I listen to pretty frequently called um, "The House That Screams." Uh, they're inviting us on their podcast to do a review of "The Prince of Darkness," which is a John Carpenter th um, film. Aaron, I don't think you've ever seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's on... I think it's on Shudder. It's either Shudder or Netflix. Like the Darkness? Yeah, I have not I think seen that's it. November 18th is when okay. we're going on that. House of, the House That Screams. The House That Screams. I listened to a couple of their episodes. It's very chaotic. There's a lot of people <laughs> on that, uh, that podcast. Imagine having five or six people every episode. Oh, I know. It's cool because they have a lot of reviews and stuff on all the movies they're doing. and everybody Yeah, has, like, different, different opinions, yeah. But damn, jamming that into like a two-hour podcast is crazy, you know? Yeah. Like our podcast range from like an hour to like an hour and 20 minutes, I feel. Mm -hmm. I, Unless we're doing our double features, but you, then we split it into two episodes, you know? Yeah, but yeah, no, it's gonna be a good time though. I can't wait. Yeah, and then uh, like I said, there's another guest that's gonna be coming on. I want to say so fucking bad. I really, really, really <laughs> do. Um, but um, I, once I, we have a definite yeah, a definite date. date and everything, I will let you guys know. Um, there was a couple other people I reached out to that I don't know if it's gonna go through 
right now is um, we were supposed to maybe get the director of Fried Barry on. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. I really wanted to do that one with the DVD release of Fried Barry, which is October 5th. So that's coming up soon. Listen to that review as well. Like all of our podcasts have been pretty interesting. I think they're getting better and better every time. Oh, we, we do definitely them. improve each time. I feel like, like we went. I went back and like listened to like our first episode and kind of like skimmed through all the episodes yep. up until now. Yeah, and that's just, what like, I've been doing. Like the audio quality has been so much better since we got these new mics and everything. Yep. Hopefully, everything sounds good in your guys's end as well. Um. There's a new um, series that just came out by Mike, Mike Flanagan. I don't know if you guys know who he, he is, but he did like all like the um, the haunting on like Hill House and stuff like that on Netflix. He just came out with Midnight Mass, which I need to watch. And is that I, on Shutter too? That's a Netflix original. Oh, okay. and, oh my god, Elvira is just blowing up my phone. What's, <laughs> I'm gonna go and Shutter really quick and see what movie they're doing right now because she's doing like a Joe Bob like type thing. It's her 40th anniversary, man. I love Shudder so much. Oh my god, if she starts doing a Joe Bob thing like, oh my every god, like imagine. weekend, <laughs> oh my god. Be cool. I love Elvira, man. I met her, well, we met her like Scare very Pond, briefly. Right? Yeah. And then she tried charge, and then she was going to charge you for an autograph. It was, a, well. It was... Oh, you were buying the book though, right? Yeah. Or something. But... Yeah, I was buying something from her, but her, like, person was just like, no, you need to pay for a picture. I'm like, fuck. Um, I think that's pretty much. Oh, look, some more hosses. Oh, we're getting spammed right now, guys, by all of the, uh, the hate raiders. So, good thing that I have, um, things kind of blocking them. Yeah. So, if they go into chat right now, we'll probably just end it. But, um,. I know you have to kind of get going anyway, Aaron. All right. So, yeah. um, thank you guys so much for hanging out tonight. For anybody who did um, come in during a Hellraiser review, I appreciate it. If you guys want to listen to uh, Killer Clowns, um, everything will be uploaded tomorrow for Patreon. So, if you do want to support us, if you do exclamation point Patreon in the chat, it should give you the link to that, and you guys will be brought over to our Patreon. It's only one dollar a month. A lot cheaper than you having to go over here and subscribe for like six bucks, you know. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. This was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. And I was your co-host, Aaron. And we'll see you guys next weekend. Well, maybe I'll let you guys know on socials when I'm actually going to be on because Salem Horror Fest starts next weekend. We'll so. be on our main page, and then once he um, gives me the up-to-date information, I'll also post it on there. And yes. my brand new Twitter. Yes, <laughs> brand new Twitter. So thank you guys oh, so much. Man. I'm not going to go and do any raids right now just because we have to uh, kind of get going. But thank you guys so much for being here. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Stay spooky. Please. If you dare. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. This was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. And I was your co-host, Aaron. And we'll see you guys next weekend. Well, maybe I'll let you guys know on socials when I'm actually going to be on because Salem Horror Fest starts next weekend. It'll so. be on our main page, and then once he um, gives me the up-to-date information, I'll also post it on there. And yes. my brand-new Twitter. Yes, mm -hmm. brand-new Twitter. So thank you guys oh, so man. much. I'm not going to go and do any raids right now just because we have to uh, kind of get going. But thank you guys so much for being here, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Stay spooky. Please. If you dare. <laughs>